0: welcome to the spawn chunks episode number 230 for monday january 30th 2023 my name is joel duggan and joining me this week filling in for the world traveling pixel riffs is friend of the show mythical sausage and you can find mythical at the mythical sausage on youtube for live videos as well as empires season 2 and minecraft hardcore you can find mythical sausage on twitter and on Instagram at mythicals underscore Minecraft. We will have links to all of those in our show notes if it's too much to remember. Mythical Sasha, thank you so much for filling in for PixelRefs. It has been almost four years since we've had you on the show. Did you know that?
1: Oh yeah, it's a long, long time, but I'm happy to be back. And I know Pix is right now doing absolutely nothing but relaxing playing Pokemon. So hi Pix.
0: Episode 32 was called An Artisan Sausage back on March 25th, 2019. Uh, we were chatting in the render distance that uh, I'm a little embarrassed it's taken us this long to get you back on the show. So uh, I'm I'm saying now, moving forward, we have to have more of our guests and friends back on the Spunchunks in the coming years, because now that things have calmed down a little bit globally, I think it's a little bit easier for people's schedules. People are back into a groove it's easier to bring some some guests on here and there. Uh, speaking of the render distance, if you'd like to hear Mythical and myself talk about things like the Last of Us TV show, don't worry, no spoilers, as well as some of the games that we play, and a few other things, then you can check out that render distance. It's the extended version of the podcast. We record it live every week in our discord that is accessible to members that support the spawn chunks at patreon.com slash the spawn chunks. You also get access to things like the quarterly hangout and the monthly Minecraft hangout. Those are both part of the Patreon page as well. It has been a really, really fun time to do all this extra content for the people that support us financially, and we can't thank you all enough. So to kick us off, guests go first. Mr. Mythical Sausage, what have you been up to in Minecraft this week?
1: Oh, I've been I've been building. I've been building a lot of stuff. And I usually do build stuff, but I've building I've been building a really huge castle and it was just to cover up an iron farm. It's Uh, A logical geek boy design. Yeah, why not build something and put something cool on top? That's what I do. Uh, I've been using this uh, one tutorial by the great logical geek boy, which I love very much. I wish I can hug him. He's a very beautiful man. Uh, It's an iron farm from like 116, uh, mind you, but it works perfectly in every single version. And if you guys have not done that iron farm, I suggest to do it. We're going to have links everywhere. So uh, do that one It's my favorite. It's, It's so easy to make, and I've been building it um, since 116. Uh, and I had a little bit of nostalgia building it. Uh, so I went back in my last uh, hardcore video and I took a look back at every single iron farm I've ever done, uh, going back to 116. Uh, so I did a, a trip down to uh, 116, I built uh, the same farm, but I put, instead of a castle, I put a little mansion on top of it. Uh, 117, I, I put uh, a volcano. Uh, on top of one. Uh, and that was in his Aztec ruin-like uh, temple uh, area. Uh, and I went to 118. And that one, I built a, almost like a little steampunk style warehouse for it. And then uh, I also checked one that I did on Empires s and Season 1. And in that one, I built a giant castle. It, it was ridiculous. I didn't need to build it as big as I did, but I did it <laughs> because I had to. Uh, and so I, it was fun to go back and check those old builds, uh, to see how, uh, and what I decided to do to cover up the iron farm. And then I went back to the castle again, inspired by the other ones. But, uh, it's really fun to go back and see all the different ones that I've done. Uh, so I did, I did that recently, which was, which was great. Uh, and then on top of that, I've been doing a lot of pre-planning for the next empires episode. Uh, I recently went to, um, to Spain on a trip, uh, and I was inspired. I have so many pictures of inspiration i I just didn't go there to relax it's almost i can i think it counts as a business expense because i i I took pictures for minecraft yep um so hopefully i would um, say yes (laughs) tax tax purposes at (laughs) least in part my tax is going to be fine i think for that so i i I took a lot of pictures but i i I was so inspired There's so much beautiful architecture there that i took some stuff back because on empires the season two i've been doing this latin inspired um empire. Uh, and so I took a lot of inspiration for that. So the next build I'm going to be building is probably the biggest build I've ever done. Uh, and it's inspired by this uh, this fortress that I went into in, in Granada in Spain called the Alhambra, I believe. Uh, and it's so cool. It was so cool that I took the most pictures there. So I'm planning something really big. Uh, coming up uh, in in empires too, so that uh, lots of pre planning and and lots of building um, <laughs> this this last week. So yeah, it's been fun though. I love it,
0: man. That's um, we often get questions about like you know in, what inspires us and and like what to do next in Minecraft, and a lot of the times you know I'll reference people to websites, art sites, Pinterest, that kind of thing. But um, traveling and like getting inspiration from the real world, uh, if you have the opportunity to travel is such a great way to get in inspired for Minecraft. And it's, it's so cool to hear that you, you know, you're, you're able to go to like a completely different country, a country that's really rich in architecture and, and known for a specific, you know, kind of, of architecture. Uh, and, uh, that it's, it's just so nice that people, you know, forget that you can, you don't have to even travel that far. Like you can walk downtown. Like if you're if you're doing a, a city build and you live in the city, or if you're doing a small town build or whatever, you want to walk down to your downtown core and just try to figure out how you might replicate some of those things in, in Minecraft. And there's challenges therein, like if you want to try to make it to scale, if you can, or or what is the scale? How does it translate to Minecraft in a good way? So when you're when you're approaching things like that, when you're approaching builds in Minecraft that are based on real world architecture. How do you yeah. balance the scale of Minecraft blocks being one by one meter chunks? Yeah, it's
1: it's, it's tough, <clears throat> but it, it first I always go with like a little bit of a wireframe on just the sh- the overall shape. I usually go for most of my builds are not like m- traditionally m- like mega builds. I I'm, right. I much prefer m- more like the. Uh, uh, player scaled, like Me too. It, it feels more natural when you walk in a room that it's not like a, a giant 10 tall high door. It's maybe like a three wide. And so mm-hmm. it feels real almost, but I, I do appreciate like the big, big giant spectacle builds, but I, I much prefer those little quainter, like put a bunch of bills together to make a town kind of thing instead of like one giant structure. So um, what I try to do is like, at first I try to like see the colors. <laughs> I, I, I like to pick out the block. Palette before I decide on the actual like shapes first, just to see what can I mix together that makes it look as close to the real thing as possible. Um, so I do that first always, uh, and then from there I just uh, I usually have I have three monitors because I, I need it, uh, and I still think it's not enough. But uh, I, I, on one screen I'll have um, just like a picture of that actual the screenshot or uh, of, of of the actual building. And then I'll get in my, my test world, and then I'll, I'll probably have another screen just to see like a top-down look to what, what it could be from, from above while I'm placing down below. Oh, um, nice. And, and then I try to see if I can kind of get get as close as possible with the, with the linings of it. But at the end, you know, just shooting up a, a blank wall and then just carving it out is probably the easiest way to do it. Um, just... Usually, uh, especially the, the buildings that I've been doing recently on um, on empires, I've been trying to replicate um, certain builds that I've seen, like in in Colombia uh, specifically. I think Cartagena is one. Um, this big church that I built, dedicated to the Almighty pearlescent Moon, she's a, she's a saint and a beautiful person. I have a church <laughs> that's called the 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 Cathedral Santa Perla. It's a it's an actual building in Colombia that I try to replicate it as close as possible, um, but. It's hard when you want to get, and it's a big church, but you have to make certain sacrifices when you're doing like an, an almost like a replica of something. And uh, know when to cut back, and when no when to not take it as far <laughs> into a certain thing if you just want to get the the point across. So it's 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 a hard balance to try to get there, but uh, just keep chipping away. And the cool thing about Minecraft, you can literally just. Take it away, and put it back up. <laughs> uh, and don't be afraid to just experiment too with, with the shapes uh, because it's, it, you can do anything you want, but it's, if you wanna get it exact, it's, it's gonna take you <laughs> even longer uh, than if you just, just use it as inspiration, just build and just have fun with it. I think it's, it's more fun that way, that you don't have to get it so perfect that um, you're going crazy over uh, one block uh, for an hour. I I feel called out
0: that I, I absolutely (laughs) had, I called myself on this on stream on the weekend because I was building a tower and it's not, wasn't big. Like it's, you know, at the base of it might be five by five. Like it's, it's not a huge thing. It's not even that tall. And I was just kind of editing the top of it and trying to get all the blocks the way that I wanted and changing the different block types. And, and I was just like, this is silly. This whole thing is five by five, rather than putting in a few blocks and trying to imagine what it looks like white or blue or green or whatever, just build it. Like just make it blue and make it green and then jump down and go like, Oh no, that's ugly. And then just fix it, you know? And it just, it takes less time to do that <laughs> than it does to sit there and think about like, mm, I wonder if it would look good in this color. And like, no, just do it just mess around with it and, and do it. I think that's that's really solid advice. I, the screenshots that you shared in our live chat are fantastic. We'll have them on our, our website as well for the show notes for this week. But I love the texturing that you do in your pieces. Like there's cobblestone into stone brick into what looks like tough and diorite. And then I want to say it's white concrete maybe at the top yep, of it. Yeah, uh, white, yeah. So, I, I, the, so the hardest good.
1: part is the white concrete part just because I didn't have a, a solid way of getting bone meal. So I, I had yeah. to uh, destroy a whole crop field and just, through that in a composter, pretty much. But the, um, yeah, the, the gradients are fun. Like I, you, you probably will never find a building of mine without some kind of a gradient because <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm addicted to it at at a fault. sometimes because some things just don't need it, but I want to do it. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm always putting gradients. I'm always putting like some kind of a, a a different shade to everything. Even though it could be something as simple as just a a, a just a wall, but. Uh, I, specifically, I do a lot of medieval stuff, and most medieval buildings aren't um, clean. <laughs> They're yes. mostly broken up. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. But whenever I try to do something else, uh, I still bring the medieval to it, <laughs> to, to the, to the, to the build, but it's fun. Yeah. Gradients are are great. Yeah. But the white, I usually start out with like a rougher shape towards the bottom and then and inch my way up to like a cleaner block towards the top. I always keep that as a rule. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think like down below is always going to get broken a little bit messy. And then uh, towards the top, it's, it doesn't get as war torn or, or weathered down as much. So I always keep those cleaner blocks on, on the top, like going from the diorite to the, to the white. Uh, concrete it it looks just blends good blends really good together I think
0: and it and it makes sense too because like you're going to have a roof with an overhang and eaves and those are going to protect the blocks at the top from wind and rain and sun and all that kind of stuff that would fade and wear down the the material and something else I noticed about your builds that I see in a lot of the the pictures that that you shared is that I you never do anything in a straight line like I think all of your buildings (laughs) I'm exaggerating but a lot of your buildings seem (laughs) to be built on angles especially large ones
1: yeah. I love, I love the angle part. Just like to break it up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I like the, and I've been breaking away uh, from symmetry a lot lately. So I've usually I've just been from the beginning to most recently, um, symmetry is like everywhere for me. Mm-hmm. Like I would just build uh, everything. It's symmetrical, but now I've been like, you know what? It's just, let's change it up a little bit. Just to make it look a little bit more interesting and just kind of uh, give more angles to the builds, even though it might not be, Logical to a certain extent, because not all buildings have all these angles to it. But in Minecraft, I just—I was used to doing it uh, for a certain way for so long that I was like, you know, let's break it up a little bit, just to make the shapes look a little bit more unique than just uh something that's easily like. I've seen that roof style before. I've seen that corner bit. I've seen that tower a bunch of times. What if now let's change it? Let's do, throw it at a little bit of an angle to it, um or throw some blocks in it that normally wouldn't be on there. But yeah, I think it's—it's it's just more fun to experiment, especially like especially castles though, Um, especially from my trip uh, that I went to recently, that there's there's a lot of shapes in like real world castles (laughs) that are not just like um, two boxes going, shooting up in the air and just uh, upper colors and you're done. It's like, there's a lot of like shape to like normal, like castle that I saw uh, while I was on my trip. So I I threw that in there too, because of that. Like this this was inspired too by the trip, (laughs) even though there wasn't anything that color palette, uh, it was mostly sandstone style kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely inspired by what I saw like out there in in the real world.
0: Well, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because I just, I assumed that it was inspired from that, just from the architectural shape yeah. and what you've managed to capture. The color is like, well, there could be something that, that was that color over there. But I know what you mean about the, the yeah. typical kind of like sandy, yellow, sunny, yeah. you know, Spanish architecture that you normally, you normally see. I, I guess that comes down to the material that they use. Is it like a... A stucco or sandstone? That they. I think it's like
1: these? a. It is like a stucco. It's almost like a. Almost like a mud bricks. Right. <laughs> or mm-hmm. yeah, like almost mm-hmm. like the mud brick style, but but sandstone colored. Um, it's a lot. It's very sandstone colored. Uh, and for the most part, for most of the ones that I saw, a couple. There was a couple whites out there, but uh, those those were more the newer, um, buildings mm-hmm. that I saw. Mm-hmm. The more, um, antique, very like, late. 1600 style builds were were all yellow they were all like a yellow style to it uh especially that one place that i went to uh called the alhambra that was all that color everything uh so if you pretty much to translate that into like a minecraft build it's going to be just one color uh <laughs> the whole thing uh it's a little darker on the edges on the bottom but going up to it it was a lot more um a lot a lot lighter but all yellowish <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's the kind of thing that you think of when you think of, you know, Spanish architecture and I guess I would have even noticed it like a quick callback to our render distance I was talking about Assassin's Creed and the um the uh the pirate one. Yeah. Um Black Flag and there's a lot of Spanish architecture in that because you're sailing around the Caribbean, right? And so you see a lot of stuff from that time and a lot of the sailors and guards that you're encountering are actually Spanish and so you just you see a lot of that architecture around in in that world, which, uh, I know from watching some behind the scenes, you know, they were obviously very inspired by Cuba and Spain and a bunch of other different, um, different architecture styles that, that made up that point in history. And it's really cool when you can, when you can travel and, and take these beautiful photos and then eventually translate those into, into Minecraft. And I see what you mean about like the multiple different shapes that you get in, in one sort of area. Like there's a box here and there's a tower there and there's, uh gabled roofs and then there's different kinds of roofs and i'm not up to speed on all my architecture terms but uh, <laughs> yeah lots of arches so too which it's is arches which is everywhere that, yeah that's
1: my favorite thing like if you see a building of mine there's arches probably everywhere i love i love the arches especially when you're kind of like molding the the shape so you get a little bit more depth into it mm-hmm. arches on the outside is so good it helps out uh, so much when you're when you're working with like depth in in a building well,
0: I have been busy doing something that you might be able to identify with with some of the larger builds that you you take part in. Uh, I went around on West Hill and did the long anticipated to-do list tour, uh, which is basically me just going saying, okay, what is left to actually work on uh, in West Hill? I grabbed a book and quill and I wrote down everything that was needed and then started to slowly go around and fill in the blanks and thankfully uh even though the book is something like 12 pages long in Minecraft that's not a lot of text because the book is only small um and and not all of the tasks are big it's like there are doors missing on this building probably zombies broke them down there are uh it's an old tables and chairs data pack that I use for furniture and like some of those old placements are no longer functioning so I just have to replace those so like it's not the end of the world uh for some of those edits then other edits are like oh I have to finish the top of the keep or redo the top of the keep because it's been two years since I did it and it's no longer living up to the rest of the town in terms of like it doesn't look important enough anymore. So there are things like that that I have to run around and do. But I I have to say it feels really good to have a checklist and then to go in and just work on that checklist. So the, the first thing that I did uh, was finishing up what used to be the leather workshop, I think I talked about this last week, and uh, I just went in and I finished the insides, had a couple of mini blocks I placed down, uh, a couple of armor stands that I trimmed out with leather armor. I don't usually work much with armor stands and armor, and dyeing leather armor was really fun because they, you have so many more colors than just the 16 colors that you normally have in Minecraft. So being able to create some some colorful combinations, which, I mean, spoiler, we're going to talk about that later, uh, in, in the game was was really fun to decorate with. Um, uh, and, uh, I really enjoyed this happy little accident of putting a leather armor tunic on an armor stand, uh, with the armor stand data pack, and then raising it up and using that as the sign for the leather shop and kind of like embedding it on top of a couple of trapdoors really, really helps break that grid of Minecraft where I've got the, the image of the leather chest plate is in between two blocks, uh, the two trapdoors on the sign. And I just find it it really helps it feel, like you've done something special. And um, it's a build that you see walking in the the west gate of the town. So I'm, I'm happy that I was able to, to pull this off and make it look solid. I now have a bunch of other work to do on the houses next door to it because like they don't all have greenery on them. I need to kind of work on a couple of other things. But th- some of the happy accidents, like you were mentioning earlier, but like just going for it, you know, um, I couldn't decide where I wanted to put the chimney. Some of the rules that I have when I build in Westall are, I want the chimney placement to make sense. Like if there's a chimney on the outside, I want the stove on the inside to be connected to that chimney, not just randomly placed and have the chimney just be some aesthetic thing. And That's so uh, hard. That's uh, it is, hard to do. it is really hard. It's <laughs> so
1: hard, yeah.
0: Uh, and so originally the, the side, the empty wall side of the build on the, the town square was where the chimney was gonna go. And then I moved the chimney to match that aesthetic of having it connected to the, the little, um, little mm-hmm. stove inside. And that left me this big blank wall and I was trying to put a garden there and it just didn't look right. And I thought, wait a minute, this thing is going to be facing the town square. I should take advantage of that. And so I made like a little flower stand and it, it doesn't make any sense to go with a leather shop, but like, who knows? It could just be someone that has a, a a little flower stand and added a nice pop of contrast with the white awning for the stand. And it, it really came together quickly. Um, now the build was already there. The template was already there. I just had to kind of like, prettify it. Like I just had to make it look nice. Uh, and so it came together nice and fast, which was a fun way to wrap up the final kind of building, the new final new building on the, in the town build, because I now, I don't think I'm raising any new structures. It's all kind of set dressing and landscaping and finishing the interiors and things like that. So that's kind of what's, what's left in terms of, um, the world. There's a lot of like texturing roads and finishing paths and, I have to dig out part of a river that doesn't go anywhere and just stuff like that that's left to do. Um, but those final touches are really, really satisfying. And one of the things I did a couple of weeks ago was I added a bell tower to the west side of town. And as I was talking about how much I liked it, I just kind of put out the idea, what if I added more of these around West Hill to the primary directions like North, South, East and West, obviously West already finished. And I thought, well, i've got this east gate and the east gate has a tower it wouldn't really be that difficult to just chop the roof off of the tower and turn it into a bell tower so that's what i did uh, over the weekend
1: and uh it came out quite well that is so cool i see it that's a you. nice bell tower too i, lo- I love the I-, I i love that gold block <laughs> to make it seem a little more scale to scale to the build thanks <laughs> that, man that looks that looks so cool i love that that's awesome
0: it was tricky to do you really want stairs and slabs in gold blocks when you do stuff like this. But...
1: Oh, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> you can make a really nice one with with those. Yeah, oh, no, it's, it's so cool with the detail part. It, it, that's the one that takes the most time for me because mm-hmm. I don't know when for that. I don't know when to stop uh, the detail. Uh, I can go on. I can make a building and I'm done and I'm fine with it and it's done. But the detailing after actually takes longer for me than the building itself. Because most of my builds now are almost pre-planned uh, to make it easier. Just when I do the video, it's just I can just get to it faster. But everything outside of the building, it's freehand, and I can't stop sometimes. Yeah, uh, adding all these all these things just to make it look more alive. Because you, anyone could just put a building down and you're done. But to add those extra bits to make it feel like a, a real place, um, it, it takes so long, but it's so worth it. At the end, (laughs) once you take a step back and you see it, and it's so good. Even like that, you you added that that nice little uh, uh, patch of of flowers at the end there with the white little white uh, overhang. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't need to do that. Yeah, it it, it, you you could have just stopped there and just gone gone on to another thing. But by adding just that one little thing, it even though it doesn't makes sense with a leather worker but who cares (laughs) it just looks cool uh and that that looks so good like that draws your eye just to that spot because it's so bright and so like lively that it literally pulls your eye directly to it so that's that's really cool uh and the armor stand um trick (laughs) putting the the leather in the center i i always forget that i have that on empires (laughs) um (laughs) I know it's there and I I only use it to, 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 to move around this imaginary, um, not imaginary to the people who love him, but this imaginary armor stand child that I built. Uh, that I made with (laughs) my friend Joel Smallish Beans. Um, We carry him around everywhere. Everyone loves him. His name is Hermes. He has a name and everything. Uh, That's the only time I use the armor stand thing. Uh, But I keep forgetting that I could could do the tripwire hook thing. I could do the uh, get blocks and put them on tables. Uh, Every once in a while I remember, but to add that little bit uh, of detail, putting the actual uh, tunic up on there to signify that's a leather worker. It's it's really cool. That looks really nice.
0: Thanks, man. I I feel like the thing about just like adding the details especially in a medieval fantasy town space is at a premium you're not going to have the sprawl that we have in modern cities people are going to they have to walk everywhere or get a horse so everything is just going to be like layered on top of one another and i think that's where the details really help sell the livable space like you know there isn't any other room for a flower stand in that town square without blocking a road. So you kind of have to attach it to an existing building. And so you just have to find a flat surface to put it on. And I stuff like that, I think, is is what will help any build feel, like you said, part of the world. And that's what I did at the East Gate. So after I finished the bell tower, I was like, oh, OK, it's been a while since I've been over here. This road and this outside tower have not been landscaped at all. There's a, there's a weird kind of dip in the landscape that just either wasn't filled in or I didn't want to fill it in because it would make the wall t- feel too short. And so I thought, okay, well, if there's a natural dip in the land there, that's probably where water's going to pool. Why don't I put like a pond there and I can do some custom stuff? And what's nice about all of this is that this East Gate was built probably a year and a half ago. And that means that we didn't have azalea bushes. We didn't have large drip leaf. We couldn't waterlog bushes. Uh, I don't even know if waterlogged stairs were a thing. So, like, all of a sudden I have way more capability uh, in terms of my detail work, in terms of bushes and layering things. And I, I set out on that stream to uh, finish the, the bottom of the bell tower, add some some greenery, then go inside, finish the inside of the bell tower, the inside of the, the building next door. How far do you think I got? I spent the entire stream landscaping Just outside. The, Just yeah, details, yeah, grass imagine, blocks. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's like you said, I mean, I find it cathartic. I find it really relaxing.
1: Yeah, it's great. I, that's my favorite part, just to add that little bit. But yeah, just, just a little pond, just, just uh, some terraforming. Yeah, yeah, that could take a while, especially it's if you an hour a really half. want to detail it. Yeah, <laughs> I can literally go on and on just doing, just fixing a, a, a small riverbed, like just adding those slabs, those stairs, the drip leaf, small drip leaf, uh, even like little bamboos and just cap it off on the top, throw some sugarcane, cane, uh, bone meal, add some moss, add some bushes. It's You're, you're there forever. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. I, I'll do the same thing.
0: And even just now, like talking with you and looking at the screenshots, like
1: you want to go in, you want to go back in.
0: I I want to go in and I'm realizing, (laughs) oh, there's a river on the left and I've put a pond on the right and I've been wondering what to do with this big empty space on the right hand side of the gate. I should turn the gate into a
1: bridge and have a little yeah, brook. I was about to tell you that. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say that I was like that looks perfect for a brook underneath. Yeah. Yeah. You you can even raise the gate if you want. Just like raise the uh make a drawbridge if you want to. But yeah, you can go, literally go right under that. Yeah, that connects would connect perfect to that. Oh, that's a good yeah. Good
0: it would idea. break up the green on the left hand side, like I have yeah. all all kinds of ideas. And it's like I have I have got a podcast to record and I have no. other things to do today. I can't no. just jump right back into Minecraft.
1: And that's how a project takes two years to
0: to even get close to completion. Yep. That is, that's how the cookie crumbles, folks. And speaking of the podcast, we should move on into the news. Because boy, howdy, do we have a lot to talk about today. It's as if... Picks called it last week when he said, he did. "I really hope that there's nothing too big that happens while I'm away on vacation." And like the day before he leaves, Mojang is just like, "Here's all the here's things." A
1: book. <laughs> yeah, 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 here's, here's a book. all. Here's a million armor trims you can look through and play in. Yeah, sorry, Picks, they did it on purpose. I think yeah. I blame. I blame the developers. They knew
0: the the, the evil genius like finger twiddlers Like, yeah. when 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 is he leaving? When when is does he, he depart?
1: <laughs> Yeah, next week we're going to have writable sniffers going to ride them <laughs> into the sunset. Sorry, pigs.
0: So we will kick things off by talking about Minecraft Java Edition snapshot 23 w 4 a There's also an accompanying article about armor trims coming to Minecraft 1.20. Armor trims are patterns for player armor that allow players to personalize their armor, add flair, and show off their overworld travels. There are 11 different patterns that can be produced in 10 different colors. To trim armor, players need a smithing template, a new item used on the smithing table. Players can try armor trim in this week's Java snapshot and Mojang is working to also include armor trim in the Bedrock beta and preview as soon as possible. The armor trim smithing feature is in the experimental data pack for update 1.20 in this week's snapshot. Changes in 23W04A The enchantment glint on items and armor is now more subtle. Experimental features include adding new armor trimming system to visually customize player armor, added smithing template items, redesigned the smithing table user interface, and changes to how netherite equipment is crafted. For smithing tables, they have been redesigned into a workstation for physical equipment upgrades and modifications, alongside new slots for combining a piece of equipment a material and there is now a required slot for an item type called a smithing template. Smithing templates define what type of upgrade players will be making to the equipment. Smithing templates specify what type of items you can upgrade as well as which ingredients are valid to customize the upgrade. There are currently two categories of smithing templates, armor trim and netherite upgrade. Smithing templates are consumed when used to upgrade an item on the smithing table You can craft a copy of a smithing template in the crafting table with seven diamonds, one block of the material the template is made of, and that smithing template. The output is two of the same smithing templates, so you can essentially duplicate them. For Netherite equipment, Netherite equipment crafting now also requires a Netherite upgrade smithing template. Netherite upgrade smithing templates can be found randomly in all Bastion Remnant chests, and there is a guarantee of two in every treasure room bastion remnant. This change was made for a variety of reasons. To increase the time players utilize diamond equipment before netherite, to make netherite equipment a more significant achievement in the game's progression, and adapt netherite more naturally into the new smithing table crafting system. On to armor trims. You can now visually customize your armor with a variety of unique trims at the smithing table. All armor is viable for trims except for leather armor. Armor trims are purely visual with no gameplay benefits and can be applied to helmets, chest plates, leggings, and boots. All trim patterns are visually the same on armor in the icon, but the color will change based on the trim material. To check which trim pattern a piece of armor has, you can hover over it in the inventory. Armor trim smithing templates can be found all throughout the world, and each of the following structures contain their own unique smithing template. The Pillager Outpost has the Sentry Armour Trim, Desert Pyramid, the Dune Armour Trim, Shipwreck, Coast Armour Trim, Jungle Temple, Wild Armour Trim, Ocean Monument, Tide Armour Trim, Ancient City, Ward Armour Trim, Woodland Mansion, Vex Armour Trim, Bastion Remnant, Snout Armour Trim, Stronghold, the Eye Armour Trim, and End City, the Spire armor trim. Worth noting that the Ocean Monument does not yet have a chest for the trim to drop in. The Tide armor trim is dropped by Elder Guardians. The viable ingredients players can use to define the color of the armors are iron, copper, gold, lapis, emerald, diamond, netherite, redstone, amethyst, and quartz. Armor cannot have the same material as it is made applied to as a trim. So for example, a golden chest plate cannot have golden trim applied because you just wouldn't see it. Tactical changes in 2304A added a new type of Atlas configuration source called palleted permutations. Armor stands now preserve custom names when placed and broken. A new registry trim pattern has been added to the armor trim system. A new recipe Serializer Smithing Transform has been added for the upgrade Netherite items recipe. A new recipe Serializer Smithing Trim has been added for the new Armor Trim recipe. And Smithing Table has temporarily two menu types. The old menu Smithing Table slot has been renamed to Legacy Smithing. This menu will be removed when Armor Trim features are no longer experimental. New menu with the Smithing Table slot was added called Smithing. Palette permutations. Palette permutation is a new type of Atlas configuration source used to dynamically generate new textures in memory based on a set of color palettes. Color palettes allow you to swap out the colors of a texture without having to supply all the files for the variants of a texture resource pack. This is useful for things like armor trims where you want to be able to change the color of parts of the armor without having to create a new texture for each color. Trims, patterns, and materials. Trim patterns and materials for armor are defined by the server through the trim pattern and trim material registry, respectively. As a result, new trim patterns and materials can be added via data packs. For a full detailed explanation on the technical implementation of palette permutations, trim patterns, and trim materials, visit the minecraft.net article that we will have linked in today's show notes. Minecraft Preview 1.19.70.20 was released on January 26th. As mentioned earlier armor trims are currently only available in the java edition snapshot but mojang is working to add them to bedrock beta as soon as they can experimental features in the bedrock beta include that piglin head blocks rendered in the hotbar or inventory no longer have an ear overlapping the rest of the head players can now receive damage when falling while riding a camel a summary of features bug fixes parody and gameplay changes Player's hitbox height now reduced to 1.5 blocks while sneaking. There are some known issues with the camera when sneaking under blocks, as well as block interaction and jumping not working when sneaking in a gap. Under vanilla parity, breeding horses can now produce random variants. No block sound attenuation over a distance is now linear. Double clicking on a furnace output slot will no longer drop the item and they fixed a bug where observers would not detect changes to corrupt data. There are additional changes to graphics, mobs, touch controls, and UI for the full detailed list of the Bedrock beta changes and preview. Visit minecraft.net with the article that we have linked in our show notes. Last but not least, Minecraft Legends has an official release date and uh, first found out about it during the Xbox Developer Direct which was a uh, video live on YouTube published January 25th, 2023 showcasing Microsoft, Xbox, Bethesda, and more. The presentation led with a featurette on Minecraft Legends. We will have a link to that as well as the bookmark time code in the show notes. Featurette focused on gameplay features like siege towers and base building, multiplayer aspects of the game, various strategies. The release date and platforms is Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Standard edition base game will cost $39.99 USD. The deluxe edition will cost 49 dollars USD, which is the base game plus the deluxe skin pack for a discounted price. Platforms include Xbox, PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation, Steam. PC and Xbox will also have Game Pass and Xbox Cloud Gaming. We'll have a link to the new Minecraft Legends gameplay trailer, which was released shortly after the Xbox Developer Direct. Most of the in-game footage from the Developer Direct uh, was taken from the trailer, but also there are some developer uh, commentary in there as well. So that's the news this week. We were not kidding when we said that Mojang had been busy. Uh, We're going to save the armor trim for our main discussion because I'm sure both Mystical Sausage and I will have a lot to say about it. To kick things off with a quick snapshot chat though, uh, the enchantment glint getting reduced yes. uh, in intensity in default resource pack is a good move as far as I'm concerned, uh, both aesthetically and I think for anybody that has trouble seeing colors and stuff like that, you know, uh, any kind of color blindness or color vision challenges, I think that's probably going to be helpful. What do you think about the, that change?
1: Oh, I'm so happy. I've always thought it was too much. <laughs> like it's, it's really shiny <laughs> and it just takes away from your armor. Like I love seeing how the netherite armor looks. But I never get to see it anymore because it's enchanted. So you, you don't get that look to it. So I, having it a lot less, it's, it's cool. I like it, uh, on empires, we have, um, a texture pack that Twip uh, created that reduces the glint so much. So it's, it's barely noticeable when you have it on. Um, so that, that it's, it's just to have it as a default now to be a lot less. Noticeable is a lot better, I think, uh, for everybody uh, involved. It's like I, I like seeing my armor. I like seeing it, uh, and I, that glint was way too powerful.
0: So we have the enchantment glint completely turned off on the citadel with my texture pack, and I did it primarily for the same reason. I th- found it really loud and didn't like yeah. seeing the distraction on my tools when I was holding them in my hand. uh But then I also discovered that when you remove the enchantment glint, you can now see the colors of all the potions very clearly, and you know
1: that's true tell yeah. a difference
0: between like a strength potion and um a healing potion you can see the difference between a speed potion and a breathing potion because they're different color blue but with the enchantment glint back with the old default glint it's just all purple shiny like you can't really tell what's going on and so i've always you know said that that's one of the benefits of removing the glint now we are not a big pvp server we don't do it at all so it i can understand how removing the sense. enchantment yeah. glint would would hinder kind of pvp because if you're doing pvp you kind of want to know who has enchanted gear and all that kind of stuff so i, I get that uh, but yeah i think it's a good move and i'm i'm surprised that there isn't more i guess accessibility control for that kind of stuff because they've done a lot of accessibility control for like you know the the camera wobble any yeah. kind of like um, nausea effects that kind of thing screen flashing so maybe the enchantment glint might see some
1: some intensity
0: you know, dials. Um, cool. Or
1: like a slider or something like yeah. that would be easy to, to put. Like if you want the glint, if you loved it, if you're used to it, you hate change, keep it. But if you want it to be like everyone else, just lower the slider maybe. Uh, it's almost off if you wanted it. Uh, especially if you're in. But then it'll be a little weird if you're in a server and you can control it. And then you mm. do, do PVP at that point And then you kind of don't know. So it, it's kind of hard, I guess, um, if it's in a server-wide kind of thing. Um, but either way, if, if you want it off, you can literally just have a data pack or a, a texture pack that just takes it off if you want yeah, like that anyway. exactly. Uh, I think that, I mean, obviously the
0: push behind this is the fact that they just added a lot of decoration to armor and they probably immediately <laughs> realized that you can't see yeah. all this work that we're doing if we don't reduce the the enchantment glint. So I, I would imagine that the two decisions went hand in They're hand. They're hand in hand, yeah,
1: yeah for sure. Uh,
0: so I'd like to talk about Minecraft Legends because uh, I was yes. not in- anticipating... Uh, a release date and or so much behind the scene footage when I watched that Xbox developer direct. I watched it because I'm an Xbox, you know, owner and player and I wanted to know what's coming and uh, to to kick off the, the, the yeah. presentation with Minecraft Legends, like they're putting a lot of oomph behind it and they showed a lot of gameplay. And while it wasn't entirely new in terms of like the kinds of things that we were seeing it was certainly a lot of new footage of different people different players a lot of what i felt was um developers playing the game with one another and then capturing some of that gameplay and so the thing that spoke to me immediately was the multiplayer co-op so not just as a you get together with your friends and you go fight one another in legends but you could team up against the piglins because even if it's a team of you and your buddy versus a couple of other friends you're still going to have to deal with the piglins who are out to get all of you and i thought that was really interesting that you don't have to play versus like you can get in there and just kind of like grab some roles. and one of the things that they highlighted in the video was like if you're a natural builder and you're not good at or you're brand new to these kind of strategy battle games then you can do that like you can be like okay you know i could say Mythical, you're in charge of building the base. Make it really defensible. Make it really good. I'm going to go wander around and collect materials and maybe befriend some, some mobs so that we can use them to fight later. But that way you can kind of divide and conquer the tasks so that when the bad guys do arrive, you're ready. And I thought that was really cool because if you're not that good at, at fighting in these games, but you are really good at building, then you could use that to your advantage depending on who you're teaming up with. And I thought that was a really
1: cool angle. I love I love that part the most. Like at first I was a little iffy about like how would you like determine what role you would do because there's so much you could you could do in the game. Like explore, uh, you can go and do the PvP and siege down there. You can come back, collect materials. Um, you can build the base, but if you're in a group and you can delegate different tasks to people and then you're in charge of of just building or you're in charge of just resource gathering or you're in charge of just pvp that's really cool <laughs> that it's like almost like you have like a, a specific assigned role even though it's not assigned like some games they they'll assign you a specific role and you must be that role Forever, right? In that game, uh, that that's kind of limiting to me because I get I get bored <laughs> being the same thing over and over again. But in this situation, you could just switch whenever. Like if you get bored of building, you just do resource gathering. If you get bored of that, if you want to just fight, you go fight. Uh, but you can change on the fly. You can change per round. You can have have a good team and just have fun. It it, it really I didn't think about that part uh as much as like just almost like a single player mindset of how are you how are you gonna play this it's a lot to do but if you're with a group of friends it seems like like a fun time especially if you just want to do one thing or you want to do everything but you can you could do it's almost like very minecrafty in that way like this game especially you're not playing minecraft but most people that are minecraft lovers they're gonna be playing or trying to play or, or attempting this kind of game and they're gonna like the freedom of it i think the most i think that's the best part
0: and you can have more than just those two roles like you can team up with yeah. up to four friends which means that four. like you know one of yeah. you could be on reconnaissance like go go scout out the bad guys and see where they are see how many bad guys they have um there's more information coming uh, we'll have a linked uh, article for the in the show notes this week that has uh you know blurbs here and there about like you know stay tuned over the coming weeks we'll be explaining the different kinds of piglins that you'll be fighting and different kind of strategies and i thought that was really cool that they they talked about how each developer that's making the game that's been testing and playing it had something fun to say about like i'm i'm really into these games or i'm playing it in a certain style they were definitely aiming a lot of the comments at younger players in terms of like you can be kooky with this like you can just you know build one thing or if you want to grab creepers or if you want to grab um i think it was wooden golems was the name of them they look like little they shoot arrows they look like cubert like little wooden cubert yeah, characters little
1: barrels that yeah shoot, yeah, shoot yeah. arrows
0: uh the only and that kind of brought up my only concern you know with the developer talk was that they talked about one developer just made a whole horde of these yeah. wooden golems and then came in and just like ransacked the area and they they won the match and i thought okay well it's cool that that players can have the freedom to do that, but it shouldn't work, at least not all the time, because those are the kind of strategies that are not fun to play against. And you have fun because you win, but it's not really a strategy. You're just numbers, like you're just massing numbers and going in and overwhelming uh, the opponent. And it reminds me of uh, what's called Zerg rushing in Starcraft 2. For anybody that yeah. knows the game, basically you just build a lot of these very small, very cheap, squishy units, and you overwhelm the, the bat, the, um, the opponent very early in the game. And so depending on what race your, your opponent was playing in Starcraft, they might be just getting going. They're just, they're trying to build up their base. They're trying to work out what their strategy is going to be. And then they get overrun by bugs and they die. And it's not fun. That's and not fun. no. no. And so fun. I'm hoping that they have. It's a, a balance you know a, a something to account for that um now they did mention that the wooden golems are very squishy like they're the, you can destroy them quite easily so hopefully they have something that will um deal with that and one thing that they did show off in this um trailer footage as well as the developer um featurette was siege towers i don't think we've seen these before
1: no i don't remember them at and all. they're Not massive the they're huge yeah huge really big
0: and one was anti air and, and they said yeah. another one was like anti ground. And like if you thought the big stone golems that were like catapults were big, these towers are absolutely massive. And I can see them being a real focal point when you're trying to take an opponent's base. Like you really want to get rid of those towers before you move in your troops. And so there's going to be some ranged tactics I think are going to be very interesting uh in in the game so i'm i'm looking forward to getting some hands-on with it and seeing seeing a little bit more about it and i am excited that it is going to be included in game pass i think it's game fantastic pass, yes
1: i can yeah when they said that i was like oh yeah well now i'm getting it for sure like <laughs> there's, there's no point in that it's it's part of the game pass deal that's the coolest part about it like i was a little hesitant at first and i was like i might check it out i might see someone else play it and maybe i'll pick it up if if my friends are picking it up I'll play it, but it's on Game Pass. I'm getting it no matter what, so I'm just going to test it out no matter no matter what happens. But that, yeah, that's that's really cool. That's really good.
0: And I have Game Pass Ultimate, which means that I'll have yeah. access on both Series X and on PC for and on PC. streaming and yeah, stuff like that. And I, I would imagine I'll probably play on on PC. It's probably more of a PC game for me because just because I'm used to those kind of games on on PC. Um yeah, so I'm too. looking that's, forward that's to that. a
1: PC type of game. It's like the you know it's not enough buttons in a in a controller for this. I don't think I
0: feel the same way. I'm a hotkey guy, so like I, yeah. I kind of want that in there. Um, now they did mention the the two different versions. Uh, and Minecraft Dungeons had a deluxe version when it first launched, but the difference there was that the the Minecraft Dungeons Deluxe Edition had additional DLC with it. So you would get the DLC in one bundle or you could buy the DLC later piece by piece if you wanted to this has the deluxe edition skin pack which is included at a discount with the deluxe edition this is they didn't really say but i'm assuming that it doesn't give you any kind of player benefit because that would be kind of play to or pay to win rather pay to win yeah uh, yeah this skin pack costs 14.99 usd
1: oh. okay no thanks <laughs> yeah. no thank you i i nah. this
0: is the this is the one red flag in minecraft legends for me where I'm just like, okay, that's a hard no, and it even I'm gonna I'm gonna go and say it. It's it smacks of greed. Like it's fourteen ninety nine for a skin in a game that we don't even know is gonna stick around. Uh, when you look back at the Minecraft Dungeons DLC, which were around five dollars, maybe ten USD.
1: Yeah, but we were getting maps, right? We're getting full on maps gameplay. Yeah. It was
0: it was it was game content. That's for, worth it. for
1: under 10 bucks right.
0: exactly yeah. and that was worth it and that's my that's my parallel i want to i want to point out is that that was worth it it was dlc it was extra content this i mean there's no extra content for legends because all the maps you are can. generated randomly it's, like you can't yeah, have procedurally it right?
1: there's no way to yeah. build a map for it unless you get access to the nether maybe or mm. access to the end maybe. i don't know that's the only way you can maybe do it but since it is procedurally generated there's no way to make a map exactly for it. and ne- next thing you know there they're paying for different types of towers with different, uh, mm. attributes then maybe that's and that would be paid away. Exactly. Because, yeah. There's no way to make that any, any kind of pack. That's not skin packs for this. If you think about it, like what, what are you, if it's not a skin, what do you, and you can't make a map. There's nothing really that you can make, uh, for them. Like what, what can you like There's besides the skin, everything else would be a, pay to win kind of thing or maybe just uh you're skinning then like blocks to make prettier fortresses then at that point but i don't see it i don't see a way to 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 balance that
0: i mean i can see things like you know banners over your base like if you wanted to have a personalized banner or yeah you know and and that's the kind of thing where i could even see achievements in game like if you Win the single-player campaign, then you get the special "I Beat Minecraft Legends" banner. And then when you go into a PvP match, if you raise that banner over your base, it does nothing other than signify you're a good player. You've beat the game. Yeah. And and I think that the aesthetics is certainly a way to monetize the game. I just think the price point is terrible. Uh, and and the, the they have a picture of of the legendary or the the deluxe skin rather uh, in the article we'll have linked in the show notes and like. It's all right, like, but it's not—it's yeah. nothing special. And I think the other thing too is that announcing skin packs before the game is even available, when no one has any emotional attachment to the game, I think it's yeah. just—it just lands flat, right? It's like I don't even know if this is good. Why would I spend an extra ten dollars for a skin when I might, you know, play the, you know, play this for a, a month? Um, and I yeah. think to our, you know, comment earlier, it's less money if you're only buying the skin right because then if you've got xbox game pass and you're already playing you're already paying for access then you're not actually buying the game you'd just be dropping the 14.99 for the skin so like i I guess but people have to remember like with game pass you are paying for the game (laughs) like you are paying a subscription (laughs) just like netflix you know to have access to it so yeah that's the one thing where i'm just like ooh, hard breaks on that that's that's a no for me um, to each their own, because I think that expressing yourself in in any Minecraft game is important, but like i i I won't be buying
1: the skin. I can tell you that much at the start because uh, especially since and, and for the most part for the most people that i I know uh we we all play dungeons, but is anybody playing dungeons anymore <laughs> like honest like honestly like what what's the percentage? like I play dungeons maybe the first month, and I stopped, and I, I play some of the DLC. But then, like, uh, I, I'm—I I love Minecraft so much that I'm—I'm I'm gonna be playing Minecraft. Um, but I will be taking a lot of inspiration off of it because there's some really cool stuff there. But. I wouldn't buy a skin pack off the bat. If anything, if I really love the game, I know I'm going to be playing it for a long time, I might consider it later down the line. And if other stuff come out, I'll consider it too. But I, I might give it a month. And if I'm still playing it and past the, the dungeon phase, how I had, uh, maybe. But at, up front, nah, I, don't th- I don't think that's a, that's a thing I'm going to be doing.
0: I, I'm with you there on that. I've not picked up dungeons in a long time. I popped in for some of the events and some of the updates. I never did beat the the base game. So I never did move on to any of the DLC, despite yeah. the fact that I own them. Um, because, because th- again, it was an easy purchase for some of the later ones because uh, Minecraft Dungeons came out before it was accessible via Game Pass. So I actually had to buy yeah, Dungeons.
1: I bought it too, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: then when it came out via Game Pass, I had to buy, if I wanted to progress and play on the Xbox, I had to buy the DLC again to attach it to the to the Xbox. So it wasn't the best. There There is a way to transfer your character. So I, I did move my character yeah. from my pc version over to the xbox which is great and i like that i thought that was smart um a little tricky but i mean nothing a youtube tutorial couldn't teach you how to do um yes it's just a matter of what menu and like what to click and how to like what what means what really um but the the i'm with you in that i haven't been back to dungeons and it's not that it's a bad game but i I wonder oh, i wonder how much uh to your point playing dungeons then inspires ideas and then people leave dungeons to go back to minecraft to build something cool
1: yeah that's what i did i i literally did that i got so much inspiration off of these like little actual dungeon maps and i try to make my own versions of it and <laughs> it's going to work the same for this i'm take. i actually took some inspiration from the trailer from the, the xbox direct for some of the trees yes there's some really cool mm-hmm. trees on there that too. <laughs> especially the jungle ones the the, the ones that are like spread out with the branchy leaves. Like you can definitely remake those with like just spruce fences and gates. And, and to, uh, I, I have screenshots. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking that <laughs> taking I'm going to play that game literally for inspiration. That's what I do. I'm going to take it for inspiration. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have some fun with it, but I'm literally taking it for inspiration and then go back to Minecraft and build stuff that I saw there. And then be <laughs> sad that the animations don't exist in the, our real game. Um, That's going to yes. be the part that's going to hurt me the most, the animations. <laughs> oh it's so bad. I I love him so much. I I just wish we get more animations. I made a a tweet the other day uh I think Foyt, uh tweeted out that he would love the um, cuz he loved the animation of the uh the Sniffer and he wished more of the older animals get a redo with animation. And I was like, yeah, that'll be awesome, but I just want to animate me. <laughs> my character maybe too and and just actually see me run have actual knees, uh take damage and hurt, you know, f- I'm hungry, so I'm I'm holding my belly a little bit. Something simple. Uh, when you swim, you actually um, hear bubbles or something. Little 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 things like little things like that, just to make it more alive. And then you see it in these new games. It's like oh can we have that too and then you get you get sad but then you just go back and you ignore it but uh yeah I wish I wish we can get more animations like we do in these games
0: there's an animation pack that I think Hermitcraft has but oh yeah
1: fresh animations
0: it's dependent on optifine and i and yeah. i and i use um Sodium, and, yeah, so I yeah, don't, so I
1: don't have access to it. Yeah, when the hermits came on to empires, I was like, oh, I want my fresh animations. Like, oh, sorry, we we don't we don't use OptiFine here. And like, oh no, they <laughs> <laughs> are so sad. They're so yeah. sad. We tried, but now it wouldn't fit with our, our sodium stuff. But yeah, fresh animations is is pretty good. Yeah, that that's a good pack.
0: So this is normally where we would read some email. Uh, We do have one, but it's focused on armor trims. So we are gonna fold that into the main discussion. If you would like to email the show and share your thoughts about armor trim or Minecraft legends or anything that we've talked about, you can send that to spawnchunkmail at gmail.com and make sure to indicate in the subject line what your email is about and keep them short and punchy. It's the best way to get them on the show. Armor trim aesthetic upgrades coming to Minecraft. So I thought the easiest way to kind of pitch this discussion would be just to ask a bunch of questions. How do we feel about the addition and implementation of armor trims? Are there quote unquote too many options regarding the patterns and material combos does including every color combination help Minecraft gameplay? Does the challenge to find and the loot table percentage chance feel right for every template. So I'll have a couple of videos that I thought were really helpful. uh, One from Exumavoid and one from Ilmango uh, that I watched over the weekend that I thought were informative and and fun and had some great thoughts about the armor trim. We'll have those in the show notes. Uh, I think the pressing question, of course, is like, do we each have a favorite trim? So uh, Mythical, I'll, I'll kick it to you. Like with what you've seen so far, are any of the armor trims standing out to you?
1: Well, anything netherite is completely overpowered by everything else. Uh, just having netherite with any trim looks good like there's not one bad trim with netherite the other ones there's a lot of iffy ones like I wouldn't combine certain colors together but the netherites are are, all of them look great but the one that stands out to me the most are the hardest ones to get which is of course they did this to me Um, the the ancient city one the ward one I love it Uh, I'm gonna have to fight a warden in hardcore to find that so thank you oh wow wow (laughs) <laughs> so that's, that's, is it worth it at the end? No, but am I going to do it? Probably. And I'm going to lose my my world. Yes, but you know, I'm going to try to get it. But that one is amazing. I love that one. I kind of like the Vex one, the wooden Mansion one. It, it Somebody did a tweet I, I saw a while ago that it, they look like Power Ranger outfits. And I, I can't unsee that. They look like if you have a group of friends and they're all wearing different colors of the same Vex one, it kind of looks like you're, a, you're, you're, you're you're in a Power Ranger uh, cartoon or something. It looks really cool. Uh, and I love the um, the Stronghold one, the one with the eye. It kind of reminds me of Tony Stark's little arc reactor thing. So uh, uh comic book nerd I coming never out. I thought about that. That's at cool, that, yeah. It looks like a little arc reactor. And then I do like the uh, the end city ones. It's kind of simple, like a little simplistic version of it, but I really like, like the shapes of... Of those. those are my top like which ones which ones are, are calling out to you the most so i found that i was drawn to different
0: pieces uh and what's cool about this is that you don't have to stick with the same trim yeah. like once you have enough templates that you've collected you can apply a certain template to your chest plate you can apply a certain template to your leggings so for chest plates i liked the wild template and the coast template uh those i believe are yeah. jungle and shipwreck uh, and then the snout template and spire template for leggings, uh, coast template again, and dune template for boots and the tide template and coast template again for helmets. And so I'm probably going to mix and match and kind of figure out which ones I like the most. Uh, I like anything that had like a V. And I, I yeah, like you said, nice the netherite point. combo of having like either redstone in netherite or yeah. copper in netherite or quartz in netherite, any kind of high contrast with a light color on netherite looks really sharp. Uh,
1: yeah, I love the the red the, the, the with with the netherite looks so good. It, yeah. it kind of looks like a, a, a like an evil knight or something. It looks really cool. It looks, it looks crazy. But the anything with netherite really looks so good. Everything with diamond looks horrible for me. I don't like anything with the diamond. It's just so bright with the other ones. Maybe if I want to, if I'm very rich, I'll throw netherite with diamond. Uh, as a trim, the black uh, of the netherite kind of looks really cool with the diamond, but the diamond just w- so bright for me. I love the, the the gold, but who really is gonna wear gold though? Except for when you're going into the nether, really. Yeah. But like once you're a netherite, you're never gonna touch the other ones like on like on a day to day basis. So once you get to netherite, you're pretty much done, unless you're gonna be a collector. Like I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna literally make a a giant armory and make. Every single one, if I can find it, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. That's that's my goal. Once this comes out, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna no life it. I'm gonna look for every single one and make myself a huge, giant like blacksmith armory to display everything. That's 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 gonna be my thing.
0: Someone in our Discord, I'll have to look up the link. Posted a stream where someone had, or a video where someone had like done a a time run to see how long it would take to get all the different templates and it was like it was like six plus hours and that's all they were doing like that that's they're focused on just that um and i think between the 10 different colors and the 11 different trim templates you're looking at something like 615 different combinations it's over 600 i know uh, exumavoid mentioned it in in his video and and for me like I'm with you in that stuff on diamond doesn't look very good to me. Now yeah. I have got a custom texture pack on the Citadel, which changes diamond to be more of a, like a white shiny rather than such a blue traditional Minecraft color of yeah. diamond armor. So it'll help, but I still feel like the bright shiny armor with like the red, um, redstone trim, even iron armor with redstone trim looks a little funny. It kind of looked like a, yeah, it, you look like a, a an ambulance worker like you look yeah, like yeah, a, really a nurse <laughs> from the 40s like it's very yeah. red and white you know like it, it has a yeah. very strange color combo and so the darker the armor i.e netherite i feel like the, yeah. the better you, your your luck is going to be um i i like things like the quartz and the redstone redstone looks it's loud but it looks pretty good on the gold armor uh, on the
1: gold, y- yeah, I can see the gold. the gold looks pretty good with most of them like, i i'm even though I wouldn't probably use it, but it, to have it around and d- display it looks it looks nice
0: one of the things that's really cool is being able to tell if 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 you are rich enough that you have these things and you can afford to put multiple trims on different armor, say you've got different kinds of armor like say you've got you know uh an aqua affinity helmet and then you've all, or you've got like soul speed boots and then you've got um not what's the one for walking in the water. Is that Aquafinity? Uh, no.
1: Frostwalker? Well, Frostwalker would
0: be another good example. But like that oh, yeah. kind of stuff, like if you want different enchantments on different boots, you could have the Frostwalker boots, maybe uh, diamond trimmed so that they're blue, you know, and then you can have your, uh, your nether boots are are going to have orange or something on them so that you know which boot to take where um depth strider thank you chat that's the one, oh, that I, that's you the know, one. i've been playing with for five years <laughs> in minecraft and i couldn't remember 11 yeah. or show uh, like so that's and that's the kind of thing and i i do find that some of the names and some of the there was one thing it was like the netherite smithing table upgrade template or something like i don't think it's the longest name in minecraft but it's close
1: it's close it's up there yeah. they're yeah. getting it's convoluted just, it's with unforgettable
0: the, yeah with the names of these <laughs> and um so that's and that's i think before we you know get into some of the other things about the the trim netherite and how netherite is made is part of this upgrade change and now netherite is more expensive uh you have to craft a netherite smithing template which costs you seven diamonds to make each and every time you want to upgrade an item Uh, so that includes your pickaxe and other things as well as armor items as well so you're looking at seven diamonds for every piece that you upgrade. And it's, uh, and you have to go to a bastion remnant to find the, the netherite um, upgrade piece. Now, those are more common than the trim templates. The trim templates have uh, lower probabilities and I'll get into that in a second. But the, the, the netherite upgrade uh, has, I think there's guaranteed of like one in every bastion remnant now, or two in every treasure bastion remnant i think two like in that. every
1: treasure but yeah and then and on top of that you, you have to deal with the the brutes to to get right. through that to even get that yeah so it's even harder to even get that uh, i don't like the seven diamond uh that's that's expensive <laughs> especially since uh, well i guess I, when you're in game diamonds are, are worthless at that point because you yeah. have all your tools you have all your armor you're never going to use it unless you're in a server and you use diamonds for like the economy like you're 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 never going to really look for diamonds anymore so i guess this gives you more reason to go find more diamonds but it's just if you just want a template and you have to spend that many diamonds just for one template just to look good i guess it's almost like the dlc for legends you're, you're paying you're paying a lot to, yeah. to get a little a little aesthetic look to it um i guess but i, I prefer if it was just emeralds. just get it from from trading with a villager and just make as many templates as you want right so you're just doing it for aesthetics like why you'll have to spend so much time breaking uh all this uh deep slate for hours to get you know one little vein of two and then i have to keep going because i just want to look pretty in a game that doesn't matter and that doesn't affect gameplay i think it should i don't know i think it just should be easier more accessible just with with emeralds than than seven whole diamonds i don't know
0: and we're on a late game server you know over on the citadel and diamonds really don't have any value cuz we don't have an economy like we just we help one another out with different blocks and we'll trade blocks like i'll trade a shulker box of this for you know, a shulker box of that with somebody that, you know, has access, you know, or, you know, um, I'll get b- like bee and honey related blocks from Alistair with the promise to help him do something down the line. You like that, that kind of a thing. And so we don't really use diamonds as currency. And so, you know, I've got all the diamonds to do this, but I'm also thinking like, well, if I know this is coming, I should just go get all my netherite armor now
1: <laughs> You yep, know? Yep, yeah, and that's get it, get it doing. taken yep. care of. Right.
0: Cause yeah. I do, I have some, I've got netherite boots and I've got a netherite pickaxe, but that's it. And, and so I, I really might, you know, light the fire under myself to go get that kind of stuff taken care of before 1.20 drops. Um, so speaking of the, the rarity and how difficult these things are to find, uh, Netherite, uh, as far as the armor trim goes, is in the Bastions. There's a 3.2% chance of dropping. Spire in the End City is 4.8. Eye in the Stronghold is 9.1. Snout in the Bastion is 4.8. Rib in the Nether Fortress is 4.8. Vex in Woodlawn Mansions is also 4.8. Ward in Ancient Cities is 4.8. Tide Ocean Monument is 20%. Wild Jungle Temple, 20%. Coast in the Shipwreck is 11.1%. Dune in the Pyramid is 11.1%. And Sentry in the Pillar Outpost is 20%. Uh, I got all these numbers from watching the El Mango video that we'll have linked in the show notes. And something that they were quick to point out is that while the um, drop rates is lower in some cases, like for example, the nether fortress, there are a lot of chests in Nether fortress. So it's yeah. not 4.8 in the nether fortress. It's 4.8% in each chest in the nether fortress. So there's a higher probability of finding one. Uh, and that's why when you've got something like a shipwreck that only has the one chest in it, maybe two you've got 11%. uh, It's higher. Same with the jungle temple. There's only like two chests or one chest in the jungle temple. So you're going to find those a little bit more. I'm happy that the ones that I like the most are also in the 10 to 20% range.
1: Look at mine though. I'm going to cry. Yeah, exactly. favorites are the
0: hardest ones. Come on. So how, how do you feel about that? Because like, the the uh. the ward is a hard one to get because you have to deal with the warden. But I I haven't been to enough ancient
1: cities. Like how many chests are in an ancient city? It's quite a there's few. right? There's a good amount. Yeah, there's a good amount. That I under, I guess I understand the percentage based on how many chests are there because there's a lot of chests. But it should be a little higher because you have to fight off a, a warden. Mm-hmm. It, I I say give it twenty. Give me the, give me the same as the wild and the tide one, please. Because I'm risking my life, my hardcore world in there, and yep. I I deserve this, to look pretty, please. Uh, get that up there.
0: There's lots of of chests in an end city, <laughs> the end but like cities, you have, yeah, that but it's one, behind. Yeah. It's behind a dragon, though. Like you, you have, you have to, to beat kill the, the boss. Yeah, yeah, like you have to beat the game before you get that one. So and I at guess, the same
1: time, you're not going to have an elytra at the beginning, so you have nope. to literally pillar over endless void for a, who knows how long to find it, and then you get it and you find it. Imagine your first city and you don't get it and that's really all you really want once you get there is that it's 4.8 uh I don't know uh, there's going to be data packs right like uh it, like there's double double shocker shells
0: yeah let's this higher probability
1: let's data pack all these please um but yeah it's, it's just yeah it's sad like the ones I like the most are the hardest ones to get the one that kind of it's I see the 20% on the tide for Ocean Monument because there's no chest there. So you literally have to kill one of the three Elder Guardians. But mm-hmm. imagine you're you're also going there, you kill all three and you don't get anything yet. And then oh, the yeah. next Ocean Monument is, I don't know, like 10,000 blocks away uh, or something like that. Like that that would be kind of disappointing. But yeah, I I can't see them adding chests to that one. So I guess it makes sense. But uh, I wish we were a little higher. But at the same time, it'll get you to explore more. I guess that's the, the whole goal. You know, get, get you out there and looking for more things to do.
0: My least favorite of all of these is probably the Vex one, which is fine because I think that's the one oh, that's yeah. probably the most imbalanced. Like Woodland Mansions, I think we might have two that I know of on the entire world of the Citadel and there's oh, only no. a 4.8 yeah, really chance wrong. and those have been loaded. <laughs> so oh, for well, my true, forever yeah. world, right? Like you're going to have to go find new Woodland Mansions and new ocean. Uh, I don't know about new ocean monuments because of the way that they dropped from the Elder Guardians right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, well, it's, it will have to see how they, how this all falls out for people that are in a long-term world. Now, thankfully things like, you know, we reset the end from time to time to, you know, have closer Elytra and closer end cities and shulker boxes and things like that. But yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said about the, the rarity of this. Now, I guess worth pointing out multiplayer servers, you don't have to go get all of these yourself. Once someone on the server has
1: one, you can duplicate it, it. You can copy it. And I'm glad that they did that. As long as they don't use it. Imagine if they use it, though. Because once you use it, it disappears. So you got to let people know uh, up front, because a lot of people might forget that once you use it once, that thing is gone. So if you, like, get excited, you want to use it, like, oh, I got my first... A uh, 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 template from the spire at the end city, and then oh, let me see what it looks like, and then you use it, and it's gone. You have to go look for another one. You yeah. have to make sure you you remember that to actually make the templates for them and the backups for that backup, and then put it store it in a chest somewhere <laughs> because it, once you use it, it's gone. Yeah,
0: your only tip to that is probably going to be you've now just picked up a smithing like trim template. You've unlocked new crafting recipes in your book, and that's going to be the tooltip to go look yeah. to see what the recipes are for that. Because the game doesn't do a great job of telling you that this thing is consumable when you when you create a recipe from it, you don't necessarily know that it's going to be used up. Uh, you yeah. might assume that, but it's it's difficult to say. I mean, I'm I love the fact that they've added more functionality to the smithing table. I do think that the netherite like the, the distance from the netherite you know down the game progression is is a good thing i'm with you on yeah, the fact it's, that it's a little expensive
1: it is a little bit but it's i guess just make it a little a little harder for people you're gonna get it anyways it's it's gonna be fine
0: but the aesthetics of all of this and to quote il mango something that i thought was really funny that 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 they said was they're no longer gonna look like the clone army on an end game server where everybody's very technically yeah. savvy everybody is playing with you know they're doing hard things in the game so they want really good armor that's not going to expire in lava everybody is is in netherite gear and so everybody looks the same now you folks on empires have a cool thing where i think armor is invisible
1: at the beginning we had uh what well just uh fits default uh texture pack that just has the, the reduced armor clean that you can wear armor uh and it looks it looks fine but we want to to show off our skins <laughs> because we mm-hmm. have really cool artists that make really cool skin and it matches our empire and our lore and everything like that so we do have it completely invisible but what we don't have invisible is when we make custom armor like we have some sets some some of the the members have made custom armor and it's just like an, uh, an extravagant version of what we see now in default but it looks it matches like their style of their empire but um those are completely custom made and it makes it you look very unique especially like with our armor uh not our, our tools too like all my tools are are completely fresh and different and, and match like my the style of of my empire um so we have that to make it more unique than just your typical vanilla stuff so the only time i see vanilla stuff is if i'm in my hardcore world but on empires everything is custom so it really makes it cool and each person like individually looks awesome <laughs> that you know really won't see but now this is pretty cool because now people can do kind of what we're doing just have it have your own style to how you look the only thing is that you you have it's not going to be in like your your typical servers like hypixel or mindplex or wherever you're not going to see people looking like this because it's not survival but if you're in a f- group of friends in the, in the survival world yeah you can everyone's going to look different now which is really really cool
0: and to to bring up some customization stuff uh i don't quite understand how it works, but they did mention the palliated permutations and the trim pattern and trim material registry in the the breakdown for the, the snapshot. And as a result, yeah. new trim patterns and materials can be added via data pack. So that takes the level of customizability to a server like empires and adds all kinds of new in-game options. And what's cool about it, <clears throat> excuse me, is you can add some sort of custom option That doesn't just show up because your player is using a data pack, a mod, or a resource pack. You can have that option tied to you still have to go find this trim and this color and apply it to this armor. And so it's nice that you can have customizability tied to gameplay, not just resource packs and texture packs and, and things like that. We're gonna read an email that came in from Centicius Prime, talking about the aesthetics of the armor and one of the things that they think might be going on. Hello, chunks, big fan here. The recent Minecraft Java snapshot introduced the ability to cosmetically trim armor to personalize it. Some players may like the aesthetics of gold armor with an amethyst trim or iron armor with a gold trim more than the standard netherite armor. So just because different sets of armor trims look better then the durable set and fireproof nether armor or netherite armor pardon me are players willing to downgrade the quality of their armor for a more pleasing aesthetic considering that most of the player base already wear some gold armor and some other armor after updates 116 and 118 quote unquote downgrading armor might be a viable option for them would love to hear your thoughts and so this is something that i was thinking about because i wear Iron leggings and elytra, (laughs) a gold helmet and netherite boots because I'm constantly jumping off of stuff and breaking my ankles and my boots were wearing out all the time and it was driving me nuts. So the first netherite armor I got was boots. I wear the iron leggings because it makes the game a bit harder for me without making it harder for other players on the server. Uh, and I, I died a couple times this weekend, uh, to, to just show how, how undergeared I am when I go into just a basic cave (laughs) to fight a bunch of people. Now, granted, there was a lot of mobs, but I I got my butt handed to me (laughs) handle. It was, it was gross. I, I got owned. And then of course I have the gold helmet to keep the piglins off my back whenever I want to go through the nether and look through my chests with my stuff, but with the gold helmet, at least they don't, they don't bother me. Um, so when it comes to looking cool with a nice set of armor, with these trims not affecting any gameplay like gold trim doesn't uh at this moment um repel piglins you have to have a gold helmet you cannot do any of this to leather armor Uh, leather armor is excluded from trim uh, because it has the dyeing system and leather is what you need to walk on powdered snow so like there's things where you're going to have to sacrifice your cool look uh i don't know whether people are going to like enjoy the combo um i can see something like you know you were mentioning how good netherite looks with everything i can see netherite as a chest plate and leggings and boots with gold trim with a gold helmet that would look fine yeah you know like you could could pair your helmet with your trim but you can't make a redstone helmet so like at certain point you're just gonna have to make the sacrifice for functionality over over fashion and it's an interesting idea and it led you and i just kind of like in in our little discord discussion before recording I think notably absent from armor trim pieces is elytra
1: yeah the most important thing once i got my elytra i have never worn my chest plate again (laughs) i have the only other time i've ever had to switch is if i go into like a bastion uh and i need that extra protection in there or maybe uh in in the in the nether uh if um i know i'm going to be fighting something that comes after me but mostly in the nether really or if i'm in a cave but at the same time i still have my elytra with me in case it's a big cave and i can fly through it but yeah very rarely do i take off my elytra um so i'm hardly ever gonna see that chest plate armor unless i'm just showing it off because it looks cool and i got the 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 pattern for it but we need we need we need elytra customization too not just the optifine cape (laughs) a lot of people don't have that option so it's not even an option for most people but yeah yeah we need we need those trims on on Elytra, that'll, that'll look so good. But then how are we going to do it? Uh, Because it's always going to be the Elytra. It's only going to be the trim. And we're just going to be adding the trim to it. And it it could look really cool though. I think it could look really cool.
0: I think something that's missing from the Elytra to, to look at what's happening with armor trim is that you have several different colors of armor, right? You've got gold armor, iron armor, netherite armor. Uh, And I think that Elytra, it just comes in the one kind of like Purpley gray color by default so you can't change the color of the elytra and so i think if you're going to add some sort of customization to elytra i don't necessarily think that armor trim is the right way to fold it in i like i still want some sort of elytra customization because otherwise all this cool armor that you have you're still going to look like the clone army if everybody's got their wings on and for me i think that you have to be able to change the color of elytra i think some sort of system. I don't know whether it's new.
1: Maybe diable. Maybe diable. Like 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 the like the leather.
0: Yeah, that, but that, and that, and, that and that's and but then and that gets into a problem. Is is that like elytra isn't technically armor. It's closer to yeah. leather because you repair it yeah. with membrane, right? With with phantom membrane, and leather is not part of the trim system. So I don't know if you could fold elytra into the trim system and not have players you know, potentially be confused thinking that it's also armor. Because I don't think electric give you any kind of armor rating. It doesn't give
1: you anything. No, no. no. So it takes it,
0: away. Yeah, so it's one of those things where I think ah. one of the easiest ways to do it would be to change the shape of the electric, right? So if you make it like airplane wings or butterfly wings or angel wings or like you could do something like that to help customize them yeah. and then be able to change the colors. And I'm okay with the colors not being a dye system but being like redstone or gold or have that maybe effect. Like for example, if you wanted something of some sort of wings that look technical, redstone wings would look technical. You know, think like yeah. Buzz Lightyear type stuff. Um or if you wanted, you know, um court swings could maybe be more angelic and more like a bird uh maybe with a feather or something i don't know but I, I i like what they've done with the trim system and how they implement it with like a template it gets you exploring the world you have a, a pattern that's associated with it and then you've got all these rare items in the game i shouldn't say rare but there's they're minerals and ores they're not it's not stone it's not everywhere To you have to use gold or different materials to make this kind of stuff it, the crafting is is easy to wrap your head around it's just there's so many recipes that it's hard to kind of articulate but then if you take elytra and if you're able to then customize the shapes and the patterns and the colors i think you're going to be adding to this mission of expressing yourself in minecraft uh, of doing the different colors i mean because let's face it i mean you and i as adults are going to go with what kind of looks the coolest
1: probably yeah yeah
0: but there are players out there of all ages that are going to go with like rainbow barf they're going to look like
1: the the silliest option available and just have
0: it be completely bright and colorful and garish and i mean like all the power to you you can do that i don't know if it's necessarily good that there are over 600 options i kind of think that some of those things could have been um limited to kind of make it a little bit easier to wrap your head around but at the same time you don't want to limit the imagination of kids that play the game so like i can see both sides of the of the coin it is overwhelming though
1: I've always like the uh, give me give me a lot, uh, then that, not give me it that much, and then mm-hmm. ask people ask for more. So I think they did this pretty much to be like, oh, here's a lot. Um, just don't don't ask for anything else. So here you go. I take all of these all these options, but at the same time, you don't have to use it. That's the cool part. Like if one, I think for most people, they're gonna find the one they like. They're gonna stick to that, and then you're never gonna see it again. <laughs> and then they're off to do whatever else they're they're doing. Once they get that pair uh, uh, uh that that set that they love it, like most people they're just going to like latch onto that and and that's pretty much the last time. Yeah. I think you're going to see the the trims. And once you get all the sets, once you get all the all the templates, that mission is done. That's, that's off your little Minecraft to-do checklist and you're probably not going to even bother with it again. <laughs> at, at, at in the long run it's it's going to be a uh, a rush at the start and then uh, you're not going to really see much of it later on down the line. I don't think
0: So to wrap things up, we had another email come in from Speedy14, and I'll summarize. They were basically wondering if we think we might see trim applied to other things in the game, like tools and subsequently weapons. And I think that this kind of brings up something that I see a lot. Uh, And I'll point out, of course, that armor trim is still in snapshots. It's in experimental features. There's a lot of things that are probably going to change about this before it actually gets released. But I find a lot of times lately... Mojang will release a texture or they'll release a block set and they'll get about 80% of the way there. Like I really want stairs and slabs in packed mud, but we don't have them. Oh, I wish. (laughs) I wish. That can help so much. And you and I just spent like a good 10, 15 minutes talking about Elytra and how like, how cool would it be if Elytra was customizable? And it feels very strange that at this point in time, it might change, uh, that it's not considering that they are now adding armor customization and so the natural progression is to say well what about tools and subsequently weapons again not to affect the functionality of the weapon because that would affect pvp and everything else but instead just like change the aesthetics change the color give it a trim or a band or or something is that something you would like to see added to the game as weapon customization and and tool customization
1: why not like if it doesn't affect gameplay and it's just for looks and aesthetics i already do it on empires (laughs) it's a little bit uh completely different of what a small trim would look that we're completely making the whole entire like I'm, some people have battle axes you know right <laughs> a giant scythe you know it's it, out of a hoe it's 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 a little uh exaggerated but just to add trims to to weapon. i think it's coming like i personally think this is just the beginning they're just giving us what's available now but i do believe if we go the way that they're going um everything's going to be customizable. i have a feeling I, I just a small inkling inside if they're starting out with this it's just like a like a what they had ready now but I, I have a feeling if if they're doing this for armor why not why not tools if it doesn't affect anything i see it uh easily done through the same smithing table the smithing table is going to be the the most overpowered block It's going to customize everything uh I, or maybe it switches to an anvil maybe give more anvil functionality because it is a weapon um yeah so it would make sense in, as a new part of, of an anvil um or maybe just a completely different uh block but or even maybe the grindstone i can see it on a grindstone because it kind of looks like you you know that you put in a black actual blacksmith and you're grinding it down um but in any one of those if it's not this the smithing table i can see it done in any one of those other two and it's it's i don't think it's gonna be as hard as it, it, it pretty much just apply what they're doing right here uh, to the armor and just do it with the with the weapons and tools and stuff. And I think it would look really nice, like especially adding on a netherite pickaxe, like just a small, uh, maybe just change the handle, uh, maybe make it look. Um, not the size but just a small trim around around that maybe just the 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 edges of of a pickaxe or the sword uh it, it, imagine you have like a a red stone lining to the sword it looks like there's blood on it <laughs> so it looks really cool you could put that up on a wall somewhere uh and it'll look really scary if you see somebody running down chasing you with a <laughs> what looks like blood on a sword so i think it would <laughs> look really cool uh and it'll add just to the to to the customization like if it doesn't hurt i don't see how anyone would be against it. You have a bunch of ugly stuff. What if somebody takes your your pickaxe that you have on the wall and then messes with it and adds something ugly to it? Uh, and that's something I don't know. Can you change it once it's done? I don't think I've read anything. Like once you added the, hmm. the armor brim to something, can you reverse it and, and change it to another piece? Like I only have one netherite helmet. Do I have to get three of them to get three different pieces or can I just keep changing it over and over again as much as i want and that's another thing
0: calm chipmunk in our live chat is saying yes you can and my guess is that yeah. it just it costs the seven diamonds it costs again. the same amount, yeah you have, yeah, you have to make diamonds. a template and you have to do it again over and, you and over just, again it replaced like your your redstone trim would be replaced with your gold trim if that's what you wanted to do but it just would yeah. cost it would oh, cost the, the template duplication which makes sense i'm glad that, and, that and i'm sense. glad that they would do that I, I'm, I'm with you I, I agree that weapon customization is probably going to happen i think players are going to ask for it for sure yeah and again like something as simple as something that el mango pointed out in his video is that if you've got two pickaxes that you use a lot your fortune pickaxe and your silk touch pickaxe right now he differentiates his by his silk touch is netherite and his fortune is diamond just because it's yep. easy to see in a chest which one is which i do it by naming them something silly my silk touch That's pickaxe is always like a <laughs> soft and whimsical name and then my a uh, fortune pickaxe, something like aggressive, like Harriet the Hammer, or like something really yeah. that makes you know Hulk Smash kind of stuff, and to be able to do something like change uh, a band on the handle. Minecraft pickaxes are so iconic; I can't see them taking taking anything and changing the shape of it, but I can see them maybe embedding some sort of jewel in the head, or something that doesn't affect like the on-screen uh, presence, but does affect how it looks in your inventory, which would be. Um, the pommel, like on a sword, like having something about the yeah. pommel, the base changing. Uh, I like the idea of a jewel embedded in the sword. You could change the color of the sword. I think it would be kind of fun to have, you know, um, a, a sword with like a gold trim up the middle or red trim, um, because sometimes swords in you know medieval history and Minecraft has a lot of medieval stuff in it. They had you know runes etched up them or things like that. You yeah. could come up with all kinds of cool
1: ideas you'll see like a a gold band surrounding a hilt or something. Mm -hmm. And and then the sword is just super long. So it'd be kind of cool if they do change. uh, I I think uh, the purists will be against it if they have different sizes and and, and, uh, you can actually make a double-sided battle axe (laughs) for your actual axe and make it into a weapon. But I think it'll be cool. I don't know. it, It may be a mod to do this, but whenever you add a specific enchant to, like, say, a sword, it adds an effect to that sword. Like if you add fire aspect to a sword, you have like a little flaming, uh, like a spark to it or something mm-hmm. whenever you hit something and that'll be kind of cool. Uh, and, and it's a little bit modded in that sense, but you know, it, we're um, Minecraft is getting more and more modded looking every day. So I wouldn't put it against them if something crazy like that happens at one point. And I think to go with
0: the theme of like
1: expressing yourself as a player, you know,
0: to be able to change your tools so that your tools look different than your, your friend's tools and you've put your own spin on it, I think would, would be, you know, an an excellent addition. I don't know exactly how they would implement it, but I agree with you that something like the grindstone or the smithing table would make, make a good, a good deal. But between weapons that we hope are coming, Elytra, we really hope are coming yes. and the new armor trim, like I will embrace the new rainbow barf butterfly armada when it arrives. Oh, like yes. I just, the more, the more expressive and, and, and more creative options we have, those that want to fly within a separate set of rules can have themselves look like hot rods and then those that just want to <laughs> look like, you know, the, the the preschool playground, go for it. Like I mean it's it's gonna be uh a really interesting interesting world moving forward in in Minecraft that is unfortunately where we have to wrap up the show this week you can find more information about the spawn trunks and links to some of the things that mythical sausage and i talked about at the music for the show was composed by johnny the Spawn Chunks is proud to be a listener-supported podcast. If you get value out of the show, why not consider putting a little bit of value back in? Visit patreon.com slash the spawn chunks to join the community, where pledging at any level will get you an invite to the patron-only Discord chat, and you can participate in things like the live show recording and the monthly Minecraft audio hangout. We currently have 335 patrons, down just one from last week. If you would like to be patron number 336, check out patreon.com slash the spawn chunks. Special thanks go out to Hunter Triple Five, Jumbo Sale, and Yitz, our content engineers on this episode. Thank you so much for your support. Sharing the podcast with your friends is the easiest way to support the show. You can find us at the Spawn Chunks on Twitter and Instagram. Personal recommendations are by far the best way to share the podcast. Just tell a friend about the Spawn Chunks and where they can go to listen. That includes iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. You can email the show at spawnchunkmail at gmail.com. The RSS feed is linked on the spawnchunks.com and the Patreon only RSS feed is on the Patreon page. That's where you can listen to the Render Distance, the extended version of the podcast. My name is Joel Duggan and everything I am up to online is at joelduggan.com, including links to the Sizzle Cafe, my other podcast about sci-fi and fantasy entertainment. You can follow me at Joel Duggan on social media and Joel Duggan on Twitch, where I stream at least three days a week. Lego on Fridays, building the NASA Space Shuttle Discovery, Minecraft on Saturday and Sunday, and of course, a sprinkling of Minecraft streams during the week as of late. Mythical, thank you so much, my friend, for being on the show, filling in for Johnny while he's away. Where can people find you and all the Minecrafty things that you do online?
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. But uh, you can find me at youtube.com forward slash The Mythical Sausage. I'm working on right now my hardcore series. And uh, we're midway through our Empire Season 2, which is going really strong. And we have some really big plans coming up. So stay tuned for that. Even after the crossover we have with Hermitcraft, we have some crazy stuff happening soon. Uh, But you can also catch me on Twitter at Mythical Sausage and also on Instagram, uh, Mythicals underscore Minecraft. And you can see every build that I've ever done. It's, it's a lot of uh, builds in there. So go check that out.
0: Thanks for visiting the Spawn Chunks. The world outside is infinite with a fresh new trim.